Yo, welcome to Journey to Truth Podcast. Tonight we have on Jordan Sather. Um, everybody in the community probably knows who he is, so I'm not going to give him a big elaborate uh, introduction. Um, I've never heard of him. You <laughs> think you know, but you have no idea. Yeah. Some guy, Jordan Sather. Uh, we don't know anything about him. He has a channel called Destroying the Illusion. I don't know. <laughs> um, anyway, thanks for coming on, Jordan. We're going to talk about probably everything tonight. I know whenever you do your lives or your videos, you touch on everything. So I figure we can kind of just uh, keep that same format. Just uh, one of the things I wanted to start off with was ask you what your thoughts were on 8chan coming back and Jim Watkins and all that stuff. Yeah, it's been an absurd situation with their deplatforming of 8chan. They're, we could probably say the first outlet to be completely deplatformed of a website of, of everything. So that happened, of course, with those false flag shootings, especially El Paso, where they claimed the, the shooter posted this manifesto on HM4. And the same thing happened at the Christchurch shooting in New Zealand too. And of course, there's no evidence for these shooters posting them to HM. We don't know who posts these manifestos to HM. There's very little to actually link them to who, who did the shooting. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, they use this as an excuse to basically cut all sorts of services to HN. This company, this company, this company went down the list, cut services to HN. They've been off since I think the first week of August. And they're basically building up their own, I don't know, server system or their own platform that are going to be a lot more secure. And a lot of stuff on the back end is going to be owned by them. And as per Jim Watkins, he's done a couple of interviews since HN went down in early August, but I think I heard a clip of an interview that he did, it was probably within the last 24 to 48 hours, and this clip mentioned that hopefully by Monday or Tuesday, they'll have it back up. They've been doing some tests on their servers here and there, so hopefully within a week, and then after that comes back up, I do fully expect Q to start posting again. Doesn't mean Q will start posting again or again right away or whatever the case, you know, that's something we just have to be very patient for and, and come to terms with, but things are down the coming down the pipeline very soon. Yeah, just trust the plan. <laughs> yeah, Literally. yeah, trust the plan. However the heck it, however the heck it, it manifests or turns out. And I think the best thing we can do is ride the waves of the change. The worst thing we can do is resist it. Whatever comes your way, just face it and deal with the situation and then work to move on from it, you know? Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. So, uh, so Jim Watkins, uh, it, it, am I wrong or in the interview or there was an interview, did he have a cue on his uh, Yeah. Shirt? Yeah. So on a uh, Twitter account associated with uh, the crew of 8chan. There's a photo posted of Jim Watkins. I think the Twitter account was called Goldwater, which is like this uh, indie alt media outlet that I think Jim Watkins tried to start a few years ago, very underground. But anyway, there was a picture posted of Jim Watkins outside the congressional building with that Q pin on. And after those shootings happened in you know, early August that caused the deplatforming of 8chan, the House Intelligence Committee wanted to 
question Jim Watkins. And they did question him, I think just a couple weeks ago in early September here. It was a closed hearing, so we couldn't uh, see what was said or see the hearings or anything. But uh, Jim Watkins, yeah, there was a photo posted and him wearing that little Q pin. Now, he went on and did an interview with Jack Posobiec of One America News Network, and he had that little Q-pin on, the same little Q-pin that he wore uh, to the testimony, or we think to the testimony. So, I mean, how many, it's, it's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious to see all this play out and the people who can put the dots together and see what's really going on, and then him to, to wear that total, total brilliant move there. Yeah, it, it just makes you question a lot of things and what his involvement may be or not. Yeah, I don't, you know, I wouldn't call him a part of the Q crew or whatever the case. I think he's just doing his job yeah. and uh, he knows, you know, he knows it's real and he knows whoever posts on his website. So it's uh, be an incredible feeling to be him. Yeah, no, it's awesome. Well, shit, and you, you've been referenced by Q how many times now? <laughs> yeah, and this, it's, it's, a, it's an operation that's going to go down in history. And we may never learn the names of who that core Q group is. And we'll likely never know a whole lot about it. But what's been publicly dropped through that operation is just, it's incredible. And it's going to go down in history. And there's been a all sorts of people referenced and people referenced in good ways and bad ways. And it's going to take, I mean, it's going to take a huge relearning curve for millions of people out there. Many, yeah. many millions of people are already going through that relearning curve with the help of Q. So it's all about just reading the information that's provided going to one of the websites. Cause even though 8chan is down and they can't post through there anymore, they'll still, there's still websites up like qmap.pub, QAnon.pub and others where you can read all the drops from day one, 2017. Yeah. So you can read them through, see how it's progressed, see how uh, individuals have gotten, I guess we should say communities have formed around it on HN on social media platforms, and then see what the, just read, read everything, read what they're linking to, read the, the people reference, the pictures, the corporations reference, you know, decode, analyze the questions in your own head so you, you get a grasp of what's going on. Sure. One of the things uh, I liked, James Gilliland said, Gilliland, Gilliland, however you say it. Uh, I was listening potato, to one of his- Potato, potato. Yeah, I was, yeah. One, I was listening to one Say of his- Say Sather. Yeah, there yeah. you go. I was listening to one of his radio shows and, and he was talking about Q. And he said that he was, you know, meditating or talking to, connecting to whoever, channeling, whatever he does out there. Uh, and he said he kept getting the letter Q. He was asking, like, when is something going to happen? You guys keep telling us it's soon. Like, what am I, what am I supposed to look for? And they were just showing him the letter Q. And he was like confused for like months. He couldn't figure out what Q. Was. Meant, yeah. Q. He couldn't figure. And then when the first Q drop came out and all that stuff happened, he immediately knew. So he was getting like, he was getting signs from like months before it even happened. Yeah, a lot of people were feeling it or foreseeing it in a lot of different ways. And whatever James does out there at his ranch in yeah. Washington. But um, 
you know, he was, he was feeling that sort of energy. And then later this came out, sort of confirmed it for him. For me personally, I uh, just started researching the world maybe six, seven, eight years ago. And I came across the, some of David Wilcox's work and the idea of mass arrests and, you know, the shadow civil war, this white hat versus black hat on the inside sort of idea. So I was always just sort of researching things from that perspective and having the faith that there's good in everywhere in the cosmos and the universe here on planet earth, just as much as there is evil. And there's in fact more good, more positive service to others as there is service to self or negative as we could say. So with that faith, then I went into dissecting everything. And when Q came out, it's uh yeah it just it it resonated it clicked it, it it made sense to me that yes they would use this website they would be posting anonymously they would you know have it be this sort of massive intelligence drop operation with thousands of different layers involved with it yes it makes sense that they'd be questioning not giving us raw data because they have to circumvent national security laws yes it makes sense that you know, they were, all these questions, all these things, you know, it was such a broad, so many things they touched on. And it started out very political, you know, very also broad in the sense that they were laying out the picture for people who have never been exposed to, say, conspiracy research before. So they were laying out the big picture for mainstream people, very general questions, you know, talking about the Rothschild, world wealth, central banks going through the Clinton Foundation, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but then as it progressed through, say, 2018, then they started getting into like the weird stuff and confirming, yes, you know, alien life exists out there. Consider the vastness of space getting into gold, ending the Federal Reserve, getting into secret space programs even. So it's like it yeah. all started confirming yeah. through the whole, you know, yeah, through the whole time frame that they put out all that information. And I think more and more people as they research and as they, as they start seeing things from that perspective of like, there's a positive force out there and there's a lot of guys in government, in high corporate office, in uh, intelligence that shit, they're just as ignorant as we are. Their egos are propped up to make them think that they're hot shots and, and have all the intel and know everything. But <laughs> you know, these, these people in government are just as ignorant as we are. And many of them are bad, yes, but many of them are good. And they're starting to figure things out. You know, the, the good guys are figuring things out in the military industrial complex, wherever they're working, and they want to make a difference. So they're trying to do what they can do from behind the scenes there. And then this Q operation is basically a way for them to catalyze a bunch of people to start working back on that public narrative you know, capturing that again, doing what we can to start informing people to let them know this is, you know, what we're picking up of what's going on on this back end behind the scenes. You know what I find interesting about all that is, you know, we see these people going through their awakening and, and they, they understand so much of all these vast subjects. But when you lay Q and President Trump in front of them, they check out and I'm like, well, how can you see all this stuff, but you still, you know, that you still not connect. Yeah. And it's sort of like, uh, it's sort of like a diet woke concept as I call it, or it's like, uh, 
yeah, they're well-versed in this, but not this, you know, it's, it's a compartmentalized sort of thinking. And if you compartmentalize yourself too deep in this hole, you might not be able to crawl back up and see what's going on maybe in these other holes and how they all link up together. Right. So yeah, it's, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, very important to have a breadth of breadth of research you can have things you're more passionate about or you're more interested in but it's just always a good idea maybe to have a general understanding of of all topics all topics being yes politics but also you know this weird alien new agey stuff over here because it all connects in various ways so that's sort of what i pride a lot of my research on or try to do is that I'll have a few things I'm more interested in, but uh, at least have a general understanding of what's going on on the mainstream level, political level, whatever, so I can then better dissect what might be go going on over here. And it also helps you sort of spot the agents. You can think of it. You can spot the people who, well, they're not talking about certain things. You can sort of question them, like, why aren't you talking about this? Mm -hmm. doesn't mean that somebody's automatically a shill because they're not talking about a certain subject. You know, I get that question all the time. And I, you know, I'm like, yo, I don't talk about like the subject because I just don't know much about it. But again, if you, I you know I have 700 videos out there. If you go through my breadth of work, you could probably spot where I might've touched on that subject here or there, but um, you'll follow somebody for a few years and you'll begin to see they have never, ever touched on this. And in fact, they're almost undermining like, for instance, Q, or we could say Pizzagate, or, you know, on the other end, somebody might have never ever touched on UFOs or the secret space program. So you're like, why? Why, why is this? What's, what's going on here? Is there, a, is there a motive for the avoidance of these particular subjects? Uh, and in fact, the support or the direct or indirect undermining of like a full disclosure. So there you go. Be holistic, be all encompassing with your thoughts and how you conduct yourself. And I think that'll uh, definitely bear fruit. One of the things Aaron was, Aaron and I were talking about uh, beforehand was like, we noticed that whenever you even, in the past, when you started talking about UFOs and aliens, you would get attacked, not, not necessarily attacked, but you had people saying like, thinking you were going off the deep end, you know, come on, man, don't talk about that shit. Yeah, they're like, yeah. Oh, stop talking about like crazy AT UFO stuff. And that's where people yeah. connect the dots. And I remember you made a video one time, you're like, when you think politics, think UFOs, UFOs, politics, you like, we're trying to be- uh, Yeah, man, exactly. Cause it, it just, it, it all does it's connect. All, Why- All connected, yeah. Why would John Podesta be emailing about, you know, UFOs and extraterrestrial intelligence, ZPE, zero point energy in his emails that WikiLeaks put out in 2016 and, and looking at Q, why would Q approach these subjects? You know, when I started in the beginning of 2017, before Q was posting and I started getting my face out there, I, I tried to, you know, I was starting to insert myself in different communities. And even when Q started posting, you know, that, that inserted me more into say the political community, but 
it was like politics. There was this UFO realm over here. There's like this health group over here. And, and it's, there is this compartmentalization that happens, these separate cliques and communities that form. Um, Q was helpful in normalizing some of the, the UFO community over here with the political community, uh, which has been pretty incredible. There's still a lot of backlash from sort of both of them, but uh, that's just their own shadows that we're working to undo. But um, yeah, it's been, it's been great to see. And each community has, has its own kickback. You know, you can see how they uh, attract and detract from each other. And then you can pick up sort of the common threads that help people see. For instance, a lot of uh, the Q community, political folk out there, they're they tend to be Christian. They were brought up in that sort of environment, that mentality. And they might have an aversion to extraterrestrial information. Mm -hmm. And they go very biblical and they go very uh, fallen angels, Nephilim, you know, everything outside this earth is demons. Only us humans are in God's image. That's, that's what um, I used to be. Yeah. And it's a, it's a compartmentalization because they're, they're not seeing the breadth of the historical research and the research into, you know, antiquity, previous civilizations, into also the cycles of our solar system, galaxy, cosmos here. They're not seeing the research into consciousness and extraterrestrial information and progression of consciousness in different ways than the Bible provides or, or typical religious dogma provides. And it's um it just shows that they need to expand their horizons we can't get that cognitive dissonance and revert back into what feels good based upon something that just challenges what we thought we knew and what we grew up on and what's you know um we're deeply emotionally attached to and the same thing goes for the say ufo community over here the the new agey consciousness community because they're very tied to uh, what feels good? Same thing. Oh, law of attraction. Oh, this over here. Oh, the don't don't look all the ETs the are gonna save us. Yeah, and don't, um, don't look or talk about anything negative, or you're, you're yeah. <laughs> or oh, no, you know, Nazara. We're gonna be saved by these this magic money that's gonna get dumped on our bank account. So there's a lot of false worship that goes around everywhere because we gotta understand the new age realm is just as controlled by the powers in control. The powers in charge, whatever you want to call them, just as infiltrated, controlled influence as politics has always been, as gosh, health has always been, as Every, everything, financial exactly. system, everything, you know. So yeah, yeah it's it's our it, whole our entire reality. Yeah, that's why it's so important to to be a true free thinker, and like so many people are subscribed to uh, a dogma or a narrative or certain beliefs without yeah. actually having so, truly done their own research and then dismiss other things without having done their own research at all and just and not know. just doing their own research because you can do research as much as you want but you know most people are going to just research what feels good to them you have yeah. to get out of your monkey mind up here and get down into your heart and let your heart be broken yeah let your heart be broken so you can feel what breaking an emotional attachment feels like and you're like wow yeah. i don't i don't want that ever again and you're you're gonna become more emotionally intelligent and not let yourself get used and abused 
yeah, by totally whoever out there, you know, assets, agents, or even just people who are blissfully ignorant, you're not going to let yourself get used by them. So you have to let your heart break, man. I can't tell you how many people who I loved and adored, uh, eight, five, three years ago that now I'm like totally different perspective on. Um, I found things out. I started opening up my breadth of research. I, I, uh, you know, whatever the case. So I think, yeah, once, once you go through that pain of, and coming to terms with that pain, that shadow in yourself, then you can much, much easier discern, you know, hone that discernment. Don't emotionally react to information that feels good, but you take a second to go, okay, where did this claim come from? Yeah. Who, who said it? You know, what are these articles sourcing? What's this video really saying? What's this guy all about? What's his substance, right? Substance critical, critical, thing, critical thinking and, and truly examining things. And yeah, because like you said, so many people are so emotionally tied to certain things or certain information because that's how it works. Like uh, people's identities become entwined with, oh, I'm, I'm uh, politically left. I'm politically right. I'm a Christian. I'm this, I'm that. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they're the literally their identities get attached to that. And it's an emotional thing because whenever, you know, it's like they have this visceral emotional response whenever that thing's attacked. Cause it's like an attack on them and you're, you're like emotionally connected I used, I used to be, I used to be a hardcore Christian. So I, I'm speaking from personal experience here. Yeah. I, I was one of those people that would say aliens are demons and would defend my dogmatic beliefs. And, and there was so much emotion I had. And I, I was the opposite. I grew up hardcore atheist. Yeah, I, I know. Like, I all these Richard that. Dawkins books and right. Sam Harris books. So, and so like, me and you would have like gotten into arguments back Christopher Hitchens day. bullshit. Yeah. And I was like, oh the church is the root of all evil and religion <laughs> and all this stuff and i was i was diet woke back then yeah. so that was that was me in high school but um yeah you you do away with those attachments and you're like i'm 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 not anything you know i can i can touch on christian ideals i can touch on new agey ideals i can touch on this and this and this or you know i can touch on being vegan i can touch on this or that but i'm that doesn't have to control me Exactly. And the label doesn't have to control you. Their thoughts of what other people's labels are, they don't have to control you, right? And mm -hmm. you just, you learn through experience and you sort of play with everything and you see what sort of information fits with you. And, you know, I, when people try to label me, I, <laughs> it's like, I get this, I get this visceral reaction. Of, don't label me, right? Yeah. But, um, don't put me in know, a box. Yeah. yeah. And, and when people do, you can see where they're sort of, distortions are and they're thinking yeah you've probably you've experienced i mean get my god probably you know all, aside from all the censorship how many, how many times are you attacked online or do you even look at that anymore no yeah i don't i don't look at it anymore it definitely it was something i i've always been a fan of it like and been able to emotionally detach from the stuff because think about the internet is that um you have to detach yourself from everything I've found. That's the best way to go about it. That's the best way as a creator to maintain your sanity and uh, maintain your grounding too. 
and, and your, your heart space is you have to detach from everything, not just the bad stuff. Like, I don't give a fuck about what they say, no, whatever, they're lying anyway. But you have to detach yourself from the good stuff too, because all the praise people will get, the praise is great, but sometimes people will insert praise with, I love you for this and this. Like they love you for something particular to them. And if you start getting caught up by what other people want you to do, that uh, that'll take you off what your, I think your inner passion really desires. So, you know, you, you are grateful for what people provide to you. Absolutely. But you have to stay sort of in your own bubble, I guess, because everybody out there doesn't really have a proper picture of you, you know, no matter what, you know, and until they actually meet you in person and are able to develop uh, a relationship that way connection that way but especially with the haters like yeah you stay detached from them but you can use that you know you can use their ridiculousness in proper ways they you know have you ever heard of the aikido i think it's called in ja- in japan yeah the japanese philosophical principle of like do no harm but take no shit in that yeah, use their uh, own use their own attacks like yeah, redirect their own BS them. back against them. That's what Trump. That's so, what Trump's constantly doing. Yeah, it's a it's a phys, it's physically taught, but it's a mental structure as well. Same thing, body mind. Yeah. And you can take whatever hate they're throwing at you, and you don't you don't do your work. I try my best not to do my work to take down other people. Like, of course, ad hominem and all these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Um. But if they come at me, you know, I'll, I'll retweet that. Heck yeah. I'll uh, give some attention towards the haters. A lot of people say, oh, don't give attention towards the haters. Don't give them attention. I'm like, it depends on what kind of attention you're giving them. Because yeah. if it's, if you're just laughing at it and you're like, <laughs> it's making you stronger and go for it. Yeah. And if you're able to share something and actually highlight or, you know, I've like reposted a hateful video and explain, you know, this is why they're wrong. And this is a greater concept behind that. Then you can, you can teach, you can teach with their attacks against you and hopefully help them learn and everybody else learn. So I, you know, I, I've lately been reading a lot of law of one, a lot of hermetic principles. Like I've trying to been, I'm yeah. trying to get deeper into like philosophy stuff, all the, all the politics gets really old. It does. Oh, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it does. It's oh, like, yeah. especially you, because you're, I mean, we're all like, one of the things we're told is like, turn off the TV, turn off the news, but you're like the opposite because of what you're doing with your channel. So you're just in the midst, midst of it all. So that yeah. has to be tough. And that's, that's another idea of like, people tell you to avoid, you know, avoid the mainstream media, avoid uh, the controlled opposition people. But again, it's, it's dependent on your focus and your intention going in there. If you go into reading CNN or Fox news or Alex Jones or watching Gaia, you got to understand, uh, what they're going to be all about, what narratives they might want to specifically be feeding you. So then you can know, okay, this is what they're all about. You know, this is their substance. So yeah, that's, that's the philosophy that I, I roll with. It's like, perception is everything you know it all depends anything can be viewed uh good or bad good or bad are just perceptions and what 
might be good to you could be bad to somebody else was bad to them et cetera, et cetera. So you just, you have information or you have a situation it's like, okay, this is how we're going to, you know, accomplish our goal through this with the uh, focus and the intention desired. Yeah. I'm rambling here, but. That's all right. No, but it's true. You, you touched on what I was getting at. So yeah, yeah. Um, I want to shift gears a little bit. One of the things I really wanted to ask you about while we have you on is um, science in general. Science. Yeah, man, let's do it. Just all of, you know, well, you know what I'm talking about, like the mainstream versus the alternative as far as the electric universe and the physics. Cool. So more physics concepts. Yes. Yeah. So preface out there, everybody listening. I, uh, I had no idea what we were going to talk about before this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tyler was like, yo, do you have any questions for me? And I'm thinking, I'm like, should I ask what we're talking about or no? Like sometimes, no, it's better to just go and do it, we, you know? Yeah, we like, to, we like to not plan out anything and just see what see where the conversation goes. Some people can make that work and yeah, it's yeah. more fun that way. <laughs> but physics concepts, so. I, I just we'll mean as, as far as how we've been lied to, as far as. Yeah, there's been, yeah. well, we got to get down to the education system. The yeah. education system, not mm -hmm. just the media. The media is the first one being exposed, which is fantastic. They're basically exposing themselves. But the education system lays the foundations in our subconsciousness for this illusion. So, you know, you think of our growth as humans. We're in freaking school for how many hours a day during the year for 12 years of life. And really a lot of that, if they taught properly, could be condensed so much. I mean, what we can learn basic arithmetic as kids in like as a couple of school years and we wouldn't have to spend nine years on it you know yeah. so yeah. you know there's there's a very particular way that they groom us through the first 18 to 24 years of life and that education system lays the foundation for that grooming they teach us about history that's false of course they teach us about uh the physics of the earth the history of it and how it, just everything you know is iron core there's no talk about plasma they teach us that the sun is a big ball of fusion or is it or is there you know something electromagnetically involved so there's i mean a lot of these tiny little facts like this are just laid down in a false way and then we get into college and college is where the specialization begins and then the compartmentalization begins. And that's where people, of course, choose their major. They go into college and the, oh, the brainwashing just gets laid so deep. You know, I was in college, was it 2019 now, like nine or 10 years ago. And I'm so thankful that I just drank myself silly. And <laughs> yeah. I think of it as like I was killing off all the brain cells they were trying to to, to brainwash in me, but uh, it's, you know, and seeing it these days, 10 years later, when I was experience it, experiencing it and like how insane it literally looks on college campuses these days, um, it gets, it gets thick there. So also a lot of like ego gets attached. Ego, exactly. Ego. No matter what basically people go into it's the ego that's late and you can see this most in probably the medical industry oh yeah 
is that they, you know, they tell doctors you are the best and brightest and we're going to outfit you with the best technology and, you know, our chemistry, our, our, our evidence, our statistics are the best and this is how it is. But yeah, there's nothing outside of that they see and they completely disregard herbalism, chiropractic, homeopathy, naturopathy. Mm. Uh, and I've lived and experienced that. So ego programming, incredibly important to understand is somebody able to say to themselves well i just don't know i don't know shit you know i don't and what they've taught me and and it's unfortunate you know because it's not just an ego grooming it's a it's a person's literal foundation of their existence is uh, is yeah. involved in where they were so they spent 100 grand 200 grand for this education spent eight, eight years of their life and it's damn scary you know it's it's very scary to give that all up and say it was it was false oh yeah it's it a lot of courage to do that and you know i i don't know quite as much what that feels like because i got out of college quick so uh, my ego in that regard of being able to undo the brainwashing it, it was easy for me to unlearn and relearn a mm. lot more difficult for other people uh, so there, there's a just massive understanding of what needs to be had of our education system and media system and how they sort of work together to groom us. But I just like to look like the easiest way to sort of get into ripping off the deepest layers of somebody's programming is like, look at our history, look at our true history, which is out there. And it's, it's documented, but like, look at how the Rockefeller family worked with the Carnegie family, two massive industrialist banking, deep state, new world order families. Look how they worked together to fund the general education board in 1900 something. It was, you know, first years of the 20th century. They put like a billion dollars, I believe, into the general education board to set it up, to start making, you know, our collegiate academic system in this country. A billion dollars in like early 1900 monies. Yeah, you like think they had an agenda there? I think you got an agenda there. <laughs> you think so? Rockefeller, Rockefeller family, same ones that funded the AMA and the allopathic medical system that we use today, focus on research and pharmaceuticals. They're the same ones funding all these different things. So, <laughs> funny enough, the same family that's involved in some weird stuff going on in the UFO disclosure realm too. The Rockefeller, mm, why do their names interesting. On? So yeah. yeah, follow the names, follow the families, and follow the money and you can find out a lot but uh, our education system is just set up it's been set up from the beginnings to groom us and then to, know, groom, us into, like, to groom us into a factory worker essentially <laughs> yes uh, just an yeah. slave to be really? a slave yeah i mean so if you compare like an education like a, a basic school to a prison you have you have the bells you have your schedule dude my school looked like a prison there were yeah, no windows yeah. in this thing and the only windows were these slits in the classrooms the lockers face dude it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> well that's what kinda, i'm getting at yeah. it's a little ghetto too like I, I didn't grow i didn't go to high school in the best place <laughs> but no, that's what i'm getting at it's 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 not just grooming you to to brainwash you but it's it's also molding you into yeah obedience how to be an obedient like sit down shut up and it's uh 
that gets into some talk about, if you want to talk about science that's withheld from us, how about psychology? There's a lot of psychology that's, that's propped up in the mainstream realm and then uh, not so talked about in academic circles and say like Jungian psychology, getting into archetypes, archetypes, shadow of the self and uh, how a, how a human actually develops and, and getting into the psychology of that sit down, shut up mentality. And that how many, God, every single system of our society and, and even parenting is that, Sit down, shut up, you know. Do what I say. Stamp out the natural impulses of the child, the natural impulses of the human period to um, express themselves in different ways. And yeah, we see this in, in the military, we see this in schooling, we see this in a lot of parents do this because they learned from their generation who thought that was the way to do it. So uh, it, it really it causes a lot of trauma long-term trauma in the human body and when you actually look into the connections between the body and mind the body psychology your body consciousness you can find how people developed prolonged dysfunctions in their physical structure their biomechanics and also in their psyche in their subconscious and these are very linked you know uh this is stuff that wilhelm reich was going into wilhelm reich's books were burned by the fda and he was thrown yep. in jail and died in jail for this sort of research. And there's other people that studied with Wilhelm Reich, a much lesser known man named Dr. Alexander Lowen. He wrote a book, I think, called Bioenergetics that discusses a lot of this. But people will literally develop all these issues. And uh, for instance, you know, when you're in a sad state, when you are depressed, you typically hold your head down, your shoulders in a rounded posture. And your uh, sternum will literally depress. That's what they call it, it depresses. So that's sort of the posture that a lot of people develop. And people will, based upon their, their internal psyche, they'll develop different structural distortions per se. And you can, in reading, in the, in reading this stuff, you can just look at somebody and figure out so much about them, what's going on in their head, how their mind functions. Uh, based upon just their body you know everything's connected we were talking earlier about how everything's holistic and everything with our body and mind are holistic as well so this is every every research you know every topic i should say the research in it is suppressed if it's holistic so in health body mind holistic diets things like this in physics holistic understandings like the electric universe how every single what we think of our molecules and particles and this matter stuff is actually just a electromagnetic resonance and everything's vibrating as at its different frequency connected to each other through this ether that research is suppressed nikola tesla's ether research was was suppressed everything that paints a holistic view of things and this is how we're getting back into that holistic understanding is how we how we free our minds how we learn about ourselves and our greater world greater world is with that connection that understanding that everything is connected and it's a literal understanding too because when you get down into the physics talking about the ether understanding how everything's connected not just in space and time but time and space not just what we see here in the physical but also see in the metaphysical all of that's connected too okay and there's incredible research out there that's just not discussed in the mainstream 
say Dewey B. Larson. Dewey B. Larson's research referenced in the Law of One, and you know his it's well studied. It's very credible. Dewey B. Larson's best friend in college was um, Linus Pauling. If you're familiar with vitamin C research, and like incredible, you know Linus Pauling and Dewey B. Larson were best friends and frat buddies in in uh, college, but. Dewey B. Larson was able to break things down back in the 50s and say, no, 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 I don't think this Einsteinian stuff or even quantum mechanics is getting the proper picture because they're compartmentalizing themselves in their own regards. And he was able to sort of break it down and look at space and time and electricity and gravity and sort of develop this very basic, but it gets intricate and very deep framework of the physical universe. He called it the reciprocal system, reciprocal system theory. Space and time are just these reciprocals that we have here. It's not that we have three dimensions of space or like a billion dimensions out there, whatever. It's very basic. We have three dimensions of space here because obviously it's only three dimensions we, we measure. You can't 90 degree turn into some fourth dimension. <laughs> time itself is also three dimensional, okay? And Dewey B. Larson was saying that in this physical realm we exist in, there's two realms. There's that physical and that metaphysical. In this physical realm we live in, that's where there's three dimensions of space and this one dimension of time that we perceive, okay? This whole arrow of time concept. Now there's that reciprocal, the time-space realm, the metaphysical realm, okay? That's where space is one-dimensional and time was three-dimensional. Have you ever seen the movie Interstellar? Either of you, the one with yes. was it Bradley Cooper? I think. No, was it Matthew? Matthew McConaughey. Ah, uh, they're all the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I have um, seen. it's actually really interesting. All right, all right, all right. We're gonna trap <laughs> through a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. So, the way they display what a dimension is, you know. How yeah, it's. I mean, shoot, we could do a whole episode on how they put the truth in plain sight through Hollywood. Oh, oh hundred of them on it, but. In yeah. Interstellar, they were sort of disclosing this concept of the research that's done in the Black Projects yep. is that um, space and time and time and space are these reciprocal components of each other. And when you're able to take an object or take matter and move it past the speed of light, then it shifts into that metaphysical or astral realm and uh, in that time-space realm, right? So let's get a couple things correct here. What do we think the speed of light is? We think the speed of light are these photons that are hitting our eyes, but light itself is, I mean, I think of it as like the substrate of all that is. And what Larson's physics was showing is that the speed of light is just the speed of, of our reference frame here, of the earth rotating around the sun, sun rotating around you know it's galactic central sun or whatever everything is in motion all the time it's always spinning and the reference frame at which we see these photons entering our eyes it's just where the basically ether is catalyzed electromagnetically in a way to bust these photons out and hit our eyes like that reference frame or that speed of light could be different a different measurement in a different solar system with different mm -hmm. mechanics involved in that one. So at this reference frame, the speed of light isn't the fastest something can go. It can go um, faster off. All you have to do is just move the angular momentum of the particles in a particular way. Like 
it's something I'm just, it's and that's, fascinating stuff that I'm trying to grasp. But for instance, like with the TR3B or with some of these craft that fly, it said they have a central column or a central component where there might be like a rotating fluid and it's counter rotating. So there's this torsion that's involved. And through the torsion, through the counter rotating of the electromagnetic fields, that's where you're able to basically make the craft or make the matter move past this reference frame or past this speed of light with the, the torsion dynamics involved in it. And it could be like a counter rotating fluid, some say mercury that's using the, the TR3Bs or whatever. Uh, there's crystals that it's often said, you know, mm -hmm. I believe Otis Carr, who was an understudy of Nikola Tesla, went on to do some more research into Tesla's dynamic theory of gravity ideas. Otis Carr built a craft that had a, I think, giant quartz crystal as its central com power component and some capacitors around it. And when we, he was able to charge it, then that, that uh, saucer was able to move faster than the speed of light. And you can look into the testimony of Ralph Ring. Ralph Ring was basically like an assistant for Otis Carr. He traveled in one of these crafts. He has testimony out there. You can find it on YouTube and whatnot. Um, incredible stuff. So it's, it's this massive realm of physics that's just not taught. It's what's taught known, or at least not known per se, but at least <laughs> understood much more in the Black Projects. And um, one more thing is that I'll drop it for the listeners and you guys too, but ConsciousHugs.org, I believe, or .com, one of those URLs, but it's ConsciousHugs.org or com. And a guy by the name of Daniel, that's the pseudonym he uses, the name he puts out there, he calls himself Daniel. He writes, he's written these incredible PDFs from his own perspectives. He was a contractor on the Montauk Project. Oh, okay. wow. You guys familiar with the Montauk yeah. Project? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Montauk Project. So people that aren't out there, have you ever watched Stranger Things? That's the Montauk, That's the Montauk Project. Project. So <laughs> on many, Netflix, what, yeah. How many, children so, did they, how many children did they think were used as... Uh, I don't know if it was children. I think they used a lot of homeless people. I took them off the streets of New York. Yeah. Um, you know, I, they could have used some maybe... I've heard they use a lot of homeless homeless people, or or if they do use children, it's like orphans or people that aren't yeah, going to be people they can easily snatch, or they you know they might have had a, somebody they trained specifically to do it. But nevertheless, yeah. Um, thing about the Stranger Things, I want to touch on that show for a sec. Is that it's not just about MK Ultra. A lot of people, you know, they even show like the word MK Ultra in the show. It's not just about that. The CIA back in the '60s and '70s or I should say 50s and 60s. Yeah, they started getting into MKUltra, but they started re figuring out what consciousness really was and what it could do. And once they started figuring out, okay, not just can we program somebody's consciousness through trauma, but we can also delve into this different reality, this metaphysical reality over here, this time space with consciousness, especially with a self-aware human who could be psychically gifted or certain technologies that could help psychically gifted people tap into these uh, uh, different realms and, you know, say time travel, which a lot to be said on time travel, but, or portal, for instance, or things like that, or, or remote view the future, even, you know, trying to remote view a specific timeline in the future. 
or a possible future that could exist, you know, trying to yeah. guess what's going to happen in the future and predict it. Um, so the Montauk project was an offshoot, you know, MK ultra, they started figuring some things out. Uh, it went deeper, darker, blacker. The public started sort of figuring out about MK ultra in the seventies, but they didn't figure out all about it. And they were told that MK ultra stopped and everybody's think it stopped since then, but no, the, the program name just got changed and it went deeper, darker, blacker. The Montauk project was done in New York on Montauk Island there or Montauk base on the edge of Long Island, I think there. And it, uh, they basically, I believe they were able to get one of the seats that was, uh, that was taken from a crashed craft. So according to Daniel's research and some other people that are out there that are familiar with the, the project, they were able to get a, it might've been with a Roswell. I'm not sure exactly which crash it was said, but anyway, they were able to get a chair that was still intact. And this chair had this sort of technology about it where it could electromagnetically sort of tap into a person's consciousness and they were trying to remote view different timelines with it. And there's a whole story about the Montauk project and the, the remote viewing they were doing with it and how the project ended and all that, which I think Daniel discusses a little bit of. But anyway, the human consciousness component is, is massive and, and understanding that. And the consciousness being the substrate of, I don't know, everybody has their own definition of it, right? It's, it's like people's definition of God. Everybody has a different definition of it, but it's like a substrate that, that, is manifest in all things and it's it's compressed at different levels in all things people can have a or there can be different ways that consciousness develops like we have this material here in these these crystals but like nikola tesla said even crystals have their own life in a certain way because it is all vibration or resonance this resonance of consciousness so all material is at a certain density of consciousness compactness of this energy and then we have maybe like a second density, which is the density where, where it tries to grow, the density of growth. So plant life, animal life, things like that. Things that have an instinctual drive to uh, create, to put this prime creative force into motion and, and grow. And then the third density of reality, you know, this is sort of what the law of one explains, is that uh, third density is where self-awareness comes into play. That's where we are, you know, we're learning beings about ourselves, but we're still learning what this consciousness is and, and the whole game, we can say, we're still learning the game here, spiritual children. And once we do learn the game, or if, if say we can learn the game by the time the clock's up or by the time they, that, that God flips that little hourglass, then we can progress to the next stage. And if we don't, we'll just get reincarnated again to keep going through the process. You know, death is not a cease of existence, but it's just a, a door being closed, another door being open and a continuance of life. So, yeah, now we actually have a chance to now that we're understanding how these concepts, we have a chance to do something about the reincarnation process. Exactly. Exactly. Instead, and that's kind of the that's the choice. Yeah. That's the grand choice of the mysterious game is that we are here to make a choice, a choice for not good or bad. You know, we kind of went, it's not good or bad. 
but I like the way the law of one puts it in that it's a, it's a choice of service to sell for other. So yeah. you can put, you know, and you, and you can still ascend, you can still ascend to fourth density if you to a, you know, this density of, of telepathy and social memory consciousness and being able to tap into that astral realm with just your mind. But you can still ascend if you're super service to sell. It's just making that choice, right? And being, being aware of that choice. Yeah. So you can choose service to self if you want, but you know, it's going to be a bitch in fourth density for you. And you're, you're not going to get very far progressing above that. Sure. Yeah. Service to others. is just, it's a lot easier. You know, it's basically, it's a lot easier to be truthful, isn't it? You don't have to like, remember, ah, oh, shit, what did I say to this person? Ah, oh, shit, what did I say to this person? Like, if you're just honest from the get go with people and straight up, it's like, <laughs> it's, that's, that's your service to others. And then, and then you can choose to, you can choose how much you polarize, you know, in this game, you, that's one of the rules or one of the rules I think we're here to learn is that you can choose which one you go into service to self or other, but you can also choose how much you go into it and how much you go into it is how much you're going to get back from it. That's the law of karma there. So you know, the more you polarize towards service to other, it doesn't mean, you know, there's a lot of hangups we have sort of about these ideas. It doesn't mean that money's the root of all evil and you're going to shy away from money. Or it doesn't mean that you're, you have to start a YouTube channel or you have to do this or that. It's just, what are you going to do uh, following your own bliss, as Joseph Campbell would say, Jungian psychologist there. You know, what are you, you doing to bring out your own internal passions that's, that's service to others? And, you know, say, for instance, the more YouTube videos you guys do, the more podcasts you guys do, putting your heart and soul out there <clears throat> just to educate people, then boom, you're going to get some sort of feedback from that, some sort of karma, positivity. You know, the way I've sort of looked at things the past three years gone about my operations per se here is that uh, I was always confident that I would be protected or we should say taken care of. I had faith that God, the cosmos would take care of me in whatever way it had to. If I kept my karma pure, kept that slate clean, you know, didn't allow any sort of ins for those dark spiritual forces in our universe to try to manipulate things their way uh, metaphysically. So yeah, you know, and it's this, this whole illusion of choice that we have here, not should say illusion of choice, but choice to come to terms with the illusion, you know, yeah. just, just service to others. I wanted, I wanted yeah. to, uh, which I agree with. And even that could even mean, helping your neighbor or just doing anything. It doesn't have to be, yeah. a, it doesn't have to be in a grand scale. It, you know, it can easy just little things like you're in traffic and you're not a dick. This person pulls up in front of you, puts their blinker on, you let them in, you know, there's some karma points for the day. It feels good. Right. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't mean you have to sit there and let a hundred people in like, but you got people behind you too. So there's a lot of different factors in play. And the, the problem in, especially the consciousness community is there's this like aversion to success that people have and aversion to being, it's like an aversion to being supported. It's like, they don't want help. 
they don't want to be taken care of. It's like, no, I, but in doing this work, like you have to be, you have to support yourself in some way to be able to continue doing what needs to be done to take down these systems and like help wake up humanity. Right. Yeah. So, if, you're, if you're making money doing it, you're, yeah, like, oh, you shouldn't be charging money to do this or making yeah, money. It's, it's like, well, I money have to, is just a tool. It's like, just a tool. And like, I have to survive in this world just like you it's like yeah and shoot <laughs> some woman came up to me right this was a conference a couple of years ago some woman came up to me and she's like i love your whiteboard i want to send you a whiteboard I'm like okay she's oh like, yeah i remember this, it's this big it's this big <laughs> i'm like all right cool like i i appreciate you you know and you have to put the the gratefulness then it's it's sort of like a it's a continuance of of uh feedback there in that you, you you know she wants to offer you say yes you're grateful yeah our yeses and our noes are very powerful yeses and noes a lot of people can't put up their no and yeah. they're just giving give and give and they can't stand up in their own their own sovereignty and say no you know this is what needs to be done on your end if i'm going to make this happen you have to yeah. understand your value i don't i don't think a lot of people really understand their value or take that into account yeah. and good point it is you know, it doesn't it doesn't mean you do everything for free but it doesn't also mean you charge for everything there's yeah. a, exactly there's, do a lot of stuff for free most definitely but also you know when someone sees your worth be like boom this is this is what it's going to take for me to do this for you and it's it's a really a universe of contracts we live in yeah. not physical paper contracts but like verbal contracts and these are energetic contracts it's like, I'll do this for you, do this for me. This is what we're both getting out of it. And if we're, if we're both service to others, then this is a great energetic exchange. So you put podcasts out there. I put videos out there. People watched it. I feel good doing it for them. They feel good receiving the, the content or the information or whatever. And it's a, it's a great exchange. But say if I was service to self or if you were guys were service to self, we were doing podcasts and videos, just doing it for the money. just doing it for the recognition and the fame and the clicks and the validation or whatever, then that's going to lead down a bad tunnel eventually. And if we will, will come back though. The cycle will spin. It's all about your would, intent. Yeah. yeah, if yeah we were all doing about it, the intent. Mm -hmm. If we were doing it for the uh, likes and subscribes, we wouldn't be talking about this stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And exactly. that, that, that also means you have to bring value out there too. I mean, a lot of people overcharge for their stuff and you're like, man, that wasn't freaking worth it. Why, why am I paying, why am I paying three grand to go on this like weekend long CE five expedition with you? So it's just like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We're, we're like, Oh man, why am I paying 10 bucks a month for the streaming service? when I can just like, you uh, <laughs> stream it all on YouTube or something like that, or, or learn the same information elsewhere. We got to understand too, how much is open source? Like, my gosh, it's uh, a lot of stuff is free. You don't have to pay for it. You know, you yeah. don't have to give up your money or give up this and that to find, I don't uh, truth or find an understanding of what's going on here. It's, it just takes, you know, your own, your own research and your own. Yeah. Well, we had yeah. desire. Exactly. And we don't charge or, you know, we don't ask for any money or donations. Even we both have our own jobs, but it pays off because we, I ran into somebody last week 
who I, I didn't even know had been listening to the podcast. He's like, man, I want to donate, but I couldn't. So I got you and Aaron both a gift and, you know, it pays yeah. off in other ways. And almost, Absolutely. That's, almost, that's almost more gratifying than if we were asking for money, you know. It's, it's more gratifying. And in the long run, when we really change our ideas of valuable, what is valuable, uh, it's what's going to change our whole economy, our whole economic, economical structure. I think we're really going to move into a gift and barter system, like a gift exchange, gift economy, as yeah. I've heard it called. Uh, and, you know, it's said that that's how the ET races can do it. Because when you have technology that can materialize whatever the hell you want in front of you and get you from <laughs> A to B like that, yeah. then money paying, doesn't matter to you. Yeah, Gold when you're not paying money to survive, when you have free energy, when you have replicators. Right. When you understand not, alchemy, yeah, gold doesn't mean shit to you. Exactly. Gold's just another just shiny matter. What the hell is it really going to do for me? Can you eat gold? Can't even eat gold. You can't eat Federal Reserve notes. Maybe you can wipe your ass with them, but that's about it. And, and that's what like, you know, I, I think like one of the main reasons, if not the main reason, they don't want disclosure of ETs is not because of the necessarily the ETs, it's because of the technology. Yeah. Because yeah. once technology. you once you find out about ETs and that they they're here or that they're flying all over the galaxy and everything. Mm -hmm. The next question is, is how are they doing that? What's the technology behind this? That's right. Possible. What's the you what's just the you just reminded me of something there. And uh, the one of the most recent David Wilcock updates, he talked about I think Pete Peterson or or some insider talking about the the latest technology that's out uh, as far as space travel that doesn't it it's essentially instant teleportation and he was saying it's ironic because it's the, the latest and greatest technology but it's actually reverse engineered from like the oldest ufo wreck that that's known on this planet yeah like the oldest wreckage is actually the most advanced technology so that tells you a lot right yeah. there on what's been going on yeah and, and when we say the word yeah. technology like we we don't want to dream up this fanciful stuff that's been filled into our head from Hollywood movies. Like when they depict advanced utopians, it's like the most intricate shit and you got the Jetsons, all these flying cars and stuff. It's like when you get down to brass tacks, it's super basic. It would yeah. look more like looking into, looking into the work of how they built the pyramids, not just the pyramids, but even in modern times, the work of, was his name uh, Ed Lee, Lee, Lee Scalden? Am I getting that right? The Coral Castle guy in Florida. Oh, I don't know. I don't know his name. Oh, yeah, yeah. Lee, yeah. Lee Scalden, if I'm getting that right. Anyway, Coral Castle in Florida in the early 1900s, was like the 30s and 40s, I think he was, he, he figured out some secrets of magnetism, like the secrets of electromagnetic universe really and how to form matter with that electromagnetism and you know the angular momentum of the particles manipulating that in some way and he was able to shift stone like make stone malleable and form it and make it lighter so it was super easy to move just him just him mm -hmm. he was able to move these massive stone blocks by manipulate manipulating them with yeah, uh, basically it was the ley line. I think he figured out where specific ley lines intersected uh, and built his castle at a particular vortex of one. 
So that was able to form the matter and then make this like 10 ton stone block super light. It was able to form it, lift it, set it, and then say when that magnetic anomaly went away, it, uh, it uh, went back to its normal mass or its mass it was yeah. before the same 10 tons. So yeah. I don't know. This, it's very simple. It's just very like it takes a massive unlearning, you know, scrub, scrubbing our brains of what we think physics is about gravity and matter and all this stuff the einsteinian exactly. physics and laws of thermodynamics and this all this stuff and it's like the new newtonian physics yeah yeah because really the education system it's, because it's, it's wrong. all like it's just wrong like, <laughs> like william Tompkins said yeah every book every book is misinformation <laughs> misinformation yeah great. my best impersonation great. i got i don't know, yeah. I don't know if i've <laughs> ever done one that was great uh, I tried to, tried to channel him there. Hey, yeah. but. Before we leave the Coral Castle thing, I don't know if you heard the story about the two kids riding their bikes uh, to home from school or something, and they saw him moving a stone. Uh, allegedly, they saw him moving a stone through midair, and, and he was holding what the kids called ice cream cones. And they're like, he's moving it with ice cream cones. He's holding two cone-shaped things. And uh, the story, it just... They, they ran home and told their parents, blah, blah, blah. But that makes me think of some of, some of the, our, uh, what am I trying to say? Some of the stuff we see in Egypt, the hieroglyphs and stuff of the, these ice cream cones. And Michael Tillinger and his work in Africa found yeah. all these ice cream cone shaped uh, stones. And he realized that each one, each one rang at a different frequency. I was just going to say that. And, and they used the acoustic vibration to, to yeah, form so the matter. He might have been, been working with sound technology. Sound resonance. Yeah. Can, can yeah. Uh, yeah, do that. So, yeah. As it's they probably say, what it was. John Hutchinson was doing. And uh, it brings to my mind the work of Walter Russell, he, how he was drawing these very articulate diagrams that depicted the vortex and the cone being a specific uh, shape of that that vortex within the torus where the energy uh, converges and then yeah. goes out or the other way you know into the into the zero point there but yeah man and, and i heard that also coral castle guy lee, lee scalman i'm confident that's his name he uh he was singing too i think there were reports that he would also people would hear him singing and really? again sound vibration like whatever cones he may have had he i believe did it at night uh and maybe had to do with the ley lines as well i believe he actually had to move his whole coral castle because the maybe it was the ley line uh shifting over yeah, the years it's fascinating story. so yeah, yeah this this is this physics is out there it's definitely out there it's just been hidden from us not so talked about but there are people talking about it you just have to find the names and search the names and figure out how to search the names because of Not course the Google. search engines are all manipulated and yada 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 but use different search engines use different keywords get a little more technical maybe not so general when you're searching things uh i wish i would have done that a little earlier on in my whole waking up is actually write down names in log books and do that. I think I was just so engorged with going through like article after article after article and video and video that I didn't catch the names enough. Now I'm doing that. And it's helping a lot, threading down the information, tracking it back, 
sources, uh, figuring out the sources, et cetera. So sure. yeah, yeah, a lot of stuff is out there. It's open source and it's just up to you and I and everybody out there to find it. All right. Now, this wouldn't be a podcast with you if we didn't talk about vaccines. We have to touch on it. <laughs> yeah. Skirt. That's one yeah. of the things. Shift gear. Uh-oh. Here, um, here comes well, all the. You're, you're one of the only people that are still putting pushing content every week about vaccines. It's been. Got to. It's been so impossible for anybody to get any truth out there because the programming Oh my gosh, it's just insane what they want you to think is good for yeah. you. Yeah, in each topic, how they attack each topic is different. And the propaganda yeah. techniques are all different. Uh, with UFOlogy, UFOs, that topic's been out there for 60, 50, 60, 70 years. And they've had to sort of water that down and manipulate it and put some stuff out in the mainstream, but, but suppress other stuff in and not just in ufos but technology the zero point energy etc cetera, etc cetera. so they've manipulated that those topics differently than vaccines and even q q is so new for the deep state that they don't know how to suppress that that's the incredible thing about yeah. it the, the yeah. censorship's not working shit the shadow they, banner is not working shit just the monetization isn't working shit uh so they we just have to take down h chan right yeah yeah well with with like, vaccines, oh, it's a with, hate vac- with Q, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're in a Q, you're a racist hate group. You're a Nazi. You're a Nazi. Insta Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> with vaccines, you know, it has its own particular brand of propaganda that they throw out about it. It's very direct. It's very hardcore. It, it leans hundred percent on the authority of the medical institutions of the FDA and the CDC and on the, fake education that we get in the medical community. Vaccines are safe and effective. And when you read the propaganda, it's just the same stats, it's the same things over and over. The World Health Organization says this, one of the top dangers to the world this year is vaccine hesitancy and listen to the FDA and this doctor over here is a quack, Dr. Wakefield's crazy. Vaccines don't cause autism, it's been proven by science and in researching vaccines, it's a great example of number one, how they flub statistics. I mean, just think if they control the medical industry, if they control these big industries and they're as powerful as they are, a statistics study will be nothing to them. Plus the dynamics of how the whole pharmaceutical industry works. If a study isn't done a particular way, scientists don't get grants. Exactly. Or, you know, if the scientist starts questioning, then he'll get and and the big wigs find out what he's doing he'll get canned he'll get censored it's it's just always been that way in the health realm for decades if, before if the they don't make too. the studies if they don't make the studies and tests show what they want them to show they reject yeah. them, basically you it's, ever took it, a stats class even in high school like it's so easy to manipulate a data just take out a couple outliers and exactly you know the the graph form it a certain way to make the graph look like that and it's freaking what they do in climate change science too so so um 100 done in vaccines fake science everywhere and again just very simple questions can help answer a lot of things here do we think injecting these things into our body would be good in any way shape or form the mercury if it doesn't have a mercury the aluminum 
the preservative agents, polysorbate yeah, 80, the antigens, the aborted fetal cell lines, the just all that stuff. Is it good? You know, the egg proteins, the peanut oils, things like this. Not just that. Um, let's see here. I mean, it's just, there's so many we can go well, down. Were that, vaccines really the ones that reduced disease or was it another reason? Uh, they like to say, oh, you crazy anti-vaxxers, correlation doesn't equal causation. Vaccines don't cause autism, you know? But then that's exactly what they use. Correlates, they say correlates, correlation equals causation when, oh, vaccines reduce this disease. Look at that correlation. So vaccines are the causation. Yeah. You see? Their own they want it to equal causation. <laughs> it's their own logic. Yeah. So no, when you when you look at it like wow, vaccines don't reduce disease, but just a healthier human does. Like in the 50s and 60s, we started getting transportation systems. Highway systems were built. The Eisenhower Highway systems. They were able to transport food far faster, far greater distance. Refrigeration systems started getting invented, cooler systems so they could keep food fresher longer. People mm -hmm. were eating just more balanced diets, yep. more nutrition. And yeah. they were able to keep their their uh, surroundings cleaned better, and antibiotics helped as well. Which there's been you know, a lot of bad along with good of antibiotics. So just understanding how to keep a human healthy—that's how we strengthen our immune system. You don't inject it into you. You can't inject health into you. It's actually spurred more of an autoimmunity uh, epidemic really because yeah. when you're playing with your immune system so many times when you're so young every shot hypersensitizes your immune system our immune system is supposed to be this balanced this balanced like this balanced string this balanced web of hormones and we have acute inflammation responses and long-term inflammation responses in these natural killer cells and t cells b cells all these things when you keep injecting into you over and over again, it keeps hypersensitizing your, your immune system. It overstimulates it. And whatever you inject into you, if it's like an egg protein, they culture some of the viruses and cells and egg proteins or like peanut oils. When you inject that into you, your body is going to get a hypersensitive response to that what you injected into you. So when we're talking peanut allergies these days, all these freaking kids getting peanut allergies out there, what do you think? You're injecting that freaking peanut oil right into your kid. You're giving them the peanut allergies, damn it. Yep. through vaccinating Maybe my brother most major cause right there or egg allergies as well or just allergies of all these random things gmos play a large part in uh, random allergies too but vaccines being a major cause of many of these things and of course autism every single time you get a shot encephalitis brain swelling that's one of the main side effects if you actually read those long damn inserts that companies yeah. with their vaccines that the doctors don't even freaking read the doctors don't even know exact they don't even know what's in the yeah, vaccine they don't even know what's in it um all these sorts of foreign dna bodies that are not supposed to be injected into us okay not supposed to be injected into us natural immunity is built through the nasal membranes through the mouth down into the probiotics of your gut your probiotics make most of your immune system like 80 percent of your immune system cells are made from the good bacteria in your gut there's all this germ theory bullshit thrown out there in modern science, and we shouldn't be scared of germs. You know, fear. Fear is one of the greatest sellers of their propaganda. Oh, yeah. We shouldn't be scared of germs. There's good germs and bad germs out there, good and bad. Again, just perspective. Bad germs strengthen our immune system just like the good germs do. It's just this, this balance between them. So 
yeah, understanding our body and all of this, the truthfulness of it is much more important and it, it destroys their propaganda with vaccines is just bad. And it's so sad how many people are out there and they don't even realize they're getting injured by vaccines. Every single shot injures you, you know, even though if you don't see it, if it doesn't manifest instantly as some sort of dysfunction, like you're injuring yourself even, every single uh, shot you get. Even, yeah. flu shot, even flu shots, like they're so heavily promoted. I went into a CVS and, you know, it's flu, here comes a flu season. They'll again. give you freaking money to get a flu well, shot. No, they, so had, they had boxes of Krispy Kreme donuts on a table and it said <laughs> free donut with, uh, with flu shot. You get a free, free donut, shot. that's all. Man, I've seen Walmarts that'll give like $25 gift cards. and, and Yeah, yeah, Walmart is God. But think about what the donut does to your body, and then you're going to get the flu shot. How counterproductive. Strengthen my immune system. <laughs> Picturing the guy from Men in Black. Like, yeah. Sugar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's God. God. Common sense does not exist anymore, does it? It does, but it's got uh, <laughs> we got to get it to come back. And. It's with vaccines. It's just reject the poison hundred percent stand in your sovereignty. Like you don't have to get a shot. People might pressure you. The doctor might pressure you if you're in there for a well visit, but you it's just, they work for you like doctors in their white lab coats. They work for you. You're not there to work for them. So you can say, no, you can say, Hey doc, ask them the questions, this and this and this, and don't they let them try it, to try to bully like to you make around. Difficult. They like to make it difficult for you though. Super I know difficult. Many- their make- practices, many doctors get handouts, they get cash they or get kickbacks. paid golf vacations or whatever on yeah. the pharmaceutical company's dime for having a specific percentage. Sometimes it's a 95, 90 to 95% vaccination rate at their clinic. It's the industry, man. This sort of sick stuff happens everywhere. So doctors are just, yeah, it's the ego, money, got to pay off those debt bills, uh, got to pay for the new Ferrari or whatever the case. Yeah. no it's yeah. it's it's and it becomes so impossible like when you talk about it i've had people aaron has too people literally tell me like you can't post that i've been on attacked facebook. by you so many people yeah you can't post yeah. that on facebook you're actually like they'll call you essentially call you a murderer you're like hurting people by sharing this anti spreading dangerous information i've gotten that one yeah and natural health vaccines uh, cancer, holistic cancer remedies, things like this. In my, in my experience, it's one of the most censored topics on social media, more than anything else, surprisingly, the most censored. I've gotten the most strikes and dings and pings on YouTube and Twitter and Facebook for talking about CBD, for talking about Kratom, for talking about MMS, chlorine dioxide, for talking about vaccines, for talking about anything related to that. So anything alternative, anything alternative. And they'll get you with the uh, legal angle too. They did this before the internet still do it now, of course, but uh, you know, you're not a doctor. You don't have a license. You can't say these things. We're going to throw you in jail. Holy yeah. Shit. What other, what other, what other industry can you get thrown in jail for not having a license and just saying stuff? I guess law and whatnot, but damn, it's, it's, it's serious. People think we live in a free free society. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I guess many industries you can, uh, you know, get dinged if you don't have a license for doing it, but they'll just 
they'll find any random Joe. Oh, you're selling chlorine dioxide. There's people who've been in jail all over yeah. the place for selling chlorine dioxide or not, not wanting to get chemotherapy for their kid and trying to take them out of the chemotherapy that the doctor ordered. And you know, oh, the doctor is getting a state person involved and oh, they're signing off on it. Oh, now we got to get the authorities involved to find you because you're not going to your chemo. You're, you're not taking your four-year-old's chemo. It's just, God, it's sick yeah. stuff. And it's, you know, it's, it's backward. It's everything. Really just people are so damn stupid. <laughs> yeah. It's not that they're bad hearted. We can't let ourselves think that even though there's so much evil in this world, it's like majority of people are not, not. Well, no, that's how it works, man. They manipulate people's good hearted nature and yeah. wanting like, you know, like, like so many people on the left, for example, you know, not, not this political and at all, but like people, you know, it's like, you care about the environment, you care about um, the poor, you care about children and they know that. And they, they're like, all right, we're going to manipulate those values, you know, and um, Oh, Trump's locking up children in cages and then people get outraged. Yeah. Oh, vaccines are, you know, these anti-vaxxers yeah. are harming other people by not getting vaccinated somehow. And then people get outraged. All ignorance. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and, but, you know, if, if authorities say things, then people, and people, uh, it, it um, appeals to people's values or emotions, then they, they easily accept it. And then they, they feel like they're being like righteous by, taking up that cause you know or defending that thing when they really don't know what they're talking about at all they're just accepting what the like you know what mainstream media says or what oh i learned this in school you know that's why the whole ego comes into like you know people who become doctors they spend that so much time in school and so much money so much money. getting a degree and learning all this information and then they think you know oh i know all this stuff i'm this super smart doctor when really so much of what they've learned is just pure BS. But when you tie people's egos to that, you know, it's so hard for them to break free of that because they're like, well, I well, no, I'm like, yeah. how dare you question me? I have a PhD, you know, <laughs> like. Well, talking about, and you talked about earlier about depression and what uh, I just talking about the money that you spend on these student loans, like that immediately sends you into a depression. Uh, oh yeah and so whenever you're living in that state like you're you're not even in balance anyway so obviously the ego is going to come forward all of the time because you're out of balance just by being depressed all the time you don't even understand yeah you're so you're then like their their whole sense of self-worth comes from that too so it's like instead of having just your inherent sense of self-worth it's like, right. oh, I'm a special this. So I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a, you know, politicians, um, whatever, I scientists. I got one last question for you, Jordan, and we could start wrapping this up. Cool. Uh, Trump impeachment. Trump impeachment. I think this is a whole alliance effort to. Oh, it's not going to happen. Well, <laughs> I, I know that. I know that. But I think it's an alliance. Like, it's almost like a setup. It, it's just like purposely. Uh, no, they're totally drawing like the way. Yeah, there's many counterintelligence ways that this alliance is, you know, working the propaganda to their favor. And basically, when you understand 
the way sociopaths or especially narcissists work, there's a lot of projection involved. Point the finger, they're doing the thing that actually the person pointing the finger is doing. Yep. So uh, the way they're working with Trump right now, Trump is working, they're working, is that all the projection Trump is getting for now, you Russia collusion or collusion with Russia or Ukraine now Ukraine. or all these different things. It's uh, he's just taking, uh, taking that and then asking the question like me, Russia, what about Hillary Clinton, Russia and uranium one me, Ukraine. What about Joe Biden and his son in Ukraine? Yeah. Me doing this. What about Obama doing this? Me. Yeah. So it's just that's the tactic they're using in each 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 wave, each wave of drawing them out, hanging them out to dry, and then you know because it's uh we we got to beat this stuff with repetition into the public's consciousness. They've been so dazed and confused for so long. Uh, with each wave that goes by, it's just solidifying the fact that fake news is fake, and uh, all these people being hung out to dry. These deep staters are just political puppets. Uh, now impeachment won't happen. Beautiful stuff going on right now. I think it's going to get crazier in the coming weeks in all senses and regards. So just be alert out there and share as much information as you can about all this stuff. And it's just start, it's going to start getting crazy. Yeah. Well, thanks for coming on, yeah. man. This is, this has been awesome. Uh, is there any uh, announcements or anything you want to, I actually wanted to talk to you about the cosmic secret. I forgot all about that. Yeah. I could just say a few things about all that uh the cosmic secret we could do another episode once that drops in a couple months here something like that uh that yeah, movie's coming cool. out slated i think late october early november this is sort of the sequel to above majestic and that above majestic was this this dark dramatic very light but, but went through some negative hard-hitting topics as well uh it's just putting it all out there on the board and the cosmic secrets like the rebound it's coming afterwards to give a much more positive, hey, this darkness exists, but don't worry, we all have each other's backs. This is where we're going as a society after we come to terms with all of our shadows. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for it. And it's gonna look pretty and I'm, I'm excited to see what it's gonna turn out to be like. I have much less of a production role in Cosmic Secret than I did above Majestic. So there's just a lot more I don't know about it, but uh, stoked to see that come out. And then I'll be going to Australia in January. It's coming up January. So any, any Rue listeners out there, any, any, any Oz folk, Gold Coast folk, I'll be there January with James Gilliland, Peter Maxwell Slattery. I think the Edge of Wonder guys will be there too. So it's like a d disclosure down under tour we're doing for a couple of weeks in January, hit some of the major cities there on the, on the coast of Australia. And then other than that, man, I think those are the main things that I'm working on coming up and just a lot of other things in the background. I've got the uh, uh, supplement brand, you know, I'm destroying the illusions been like my media brand that I sort of built for the last couple of years. I'm trying to build a supplement brand now in uh, calling it conscious strength supplement, sort of health information line. That's on my website, jordansather.com. I've been putting a lot of energy into that along with these uh, media projects too. So trying to, trying to build things big guys you know we've it's it's unfortunate that we have especially with the things i talk about that there's just like zero uh larger help there Cor uh, i don't want to call it corporate help but help from people with like 
more power and influence because there's so many things that they don't want to touch on or you know, yes. a lot yeah. of a lot of infiltration a lot of these media organizations and alternative media communities everywhere so uh it's just what you're been, doing. it's not it's, going unnoticed people see yeah it. it's been a learning curve man i'm i'm trying to just do it my own way and build my own everything so i can say what i want to say yeah <laughs> yeah well, hey that's what we have to do unfortunately but it's also uh it's gratifying, self-gratifying. I mean, it, it, it pays off. So yeah, man, hundred percent, hundred percent. So you guys keep doing what you're doing. I'm a big fan of your podcasts and oh, thank, thank you, you for having me on here, guys. Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Thank you. Thanks yeah, thank for you podcast. for coming on. And yeah. We'll, we'll hit you up again. Hopefully I can afford a trip out to Australia. Cause I'd love to go there. Yeah, <laughs> man. I've never, I've been to Canada like twice, but that doesn't count, but I've never been out of uh, North America. So yeah been yeah. international but not really international so yeah, this will be the first time for you yeah yeah it'll be, be uh it'll be fun so i nice. hope i don't get stung by anything that'll kill me there in the in the outback <laughs> <Yeah. Yeah. laughs> all right uh well uh thanks for listening thanks for coming on uh anybody out there make sure to like and subscribe check out all of jordan's channels he has destroying illusion destroying illusion 2.0 conscious strength uh his website has all kinds of stuff he sells our organite ormus which is awesome if you've never tried it uh, a, a number of supplements uh so make sure you check all that out thanks for listening and we'll see you next time thanks guys yeah thank you bye everyone